Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of Dream Home Inspiration, bringing you clever hacks and tips from the very best local experts with your hosts, Tara and Joe. Hey, hey, welcome to the Dream Home Movement. It is Joe here, joined as always by my fabulous co host, Tara Vandelight. How are you tonight, Tara? I am absolutely fabulous. The you sun are. is out. Yeah. You know, we can definitely feel the change in season now. We can, and the sun is out. That doesn't just mean sun's out, gun's out, mm. it means sun's out, get out in the garden. <laughs> That was an awful Are you segue. going out in the garden, Joe? Yeah, yeah, I was okay. actually out in the garden today. Uh, Marcus was riding up and down, riding his bike up and down the driveway, and mm. I was weeding uh, lily pillies and the new plants that we planted. And I don't know how to pronounce They're, it. Um, deities, are they? Deity, yeah, D-I-E-T-E-S, yeah. De- deities. Yeah, I think yeah. that's how you say So, yeah, I was out in the garden today. And that's quite fitting because mm. we're talking about gardens today. Mm. Now, if you want to take your garden to the next level, mm-hmm. tonight's show is for you. And I'm talking like next level. Yeah, like, like everybody's going to talk about your garden if, if you have one of these. Yes. And your neighbour, there's no way your neighbour will have be able to copy you. No. Because you we're will. talking about something really unique here. Yeah. So tonight we're going to share with you how to create a beautiful, show-stopping, one-of-a-kind outdoor environment. We are chatting with local award-winning sculptor Matt Hill of Matt Hill Projects, and we'll explore how to integrate a stunning outdoor sculpture into your garden. So welcome to the studio, Matt. Thanks a lot. Thanks for asking me to come on. Absolute pleasure. We're very excited to have you here. And as always, we have our usual segments. We've got the finance segment with Carl, and we've got the property geek out with Tara. I just want to show you the truth. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. We are joined in the studio tonight by Matt Hill from Matt Hill Projects, and we're going to explore how to take your garden to the next level by integrating stunning outdoor sculptures into your garden. Mm-hmm. Now, Matt Hill is a Peninsula local, mm-hmm. born and bred, I think. Yes. Pretty much, Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> born in Sandringham. <laughs> Close enough. Yep. A dedicated surfer isn't pretty much everyone down yep, here. Absolutely. And a much awarded and lauded sculptor. Matt creates abstract garden sculptures and landscape lighting, which I'm looking forward to talking about because it is jaw-droppingly stunning. Mm. And he's often commissioned by hotel developers, architects, and interior and landscape designers for um, out indoor and outdoor projects. So a mm. little bit of a big deal mm-hmm. and very cool that you're a Peninsula local. Living in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Huh? So welcome to the show. Thanks. And uh, what I want to ask you first up is what inspired you to get into creating sculptural art for landscapes in particular? Mm. Um, I think I looked around... Uh, at what was available, I suppose. And, there, I mean, there is some amazing art out there, mm. but once night falls, I, I sort of sort of felt that the, the art was lost. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, some people put a garden light on it, like mm. a pond light, and, I mean, it kind of looks okay, mm. but I think I started incorporating light within my sculptures, mm. and honestly, it just it was a fluke how it all really happened. Um, I, I started making quite small things and 
I, I sort of struggled to find lights to fit. So mm, then yes. I, I took the chance and made one of my sculptures quite a lot larger at, at four foot or yeah, four foot high, four foot round. Mm. Um, I put a light in it. I remember I plugged it in. I walked back to my house, turned it on, and when I turned around, I thought, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> it actually the, the light almost made the sculpture look like it was uh, elevated off the ground. It sort wow. of wow, and that became my my my. Probably my main lit up sculpture called the Shadow Sphere. Yes. Mm. So when the light went on, it sort of threw rings out onto the ground. Um, and I think I may have actually, yeah, when it throws it out on the ground. And if you've got trees close proximity behind it, mm. it actually throws uh, rings out um, up on the trees as well. Wow. So mm. I just thought, I thought to myself, oh, I think I might be onto something here. So yeah, and that I think I went from there to sort of making cubes and more abstract spheres and yeah, incorporating light into it and yeah, sort of really blown away by um, what I call shadow art or light art. Mm. So a different different genre of what's sort of available. Mm. It's amazing. Some of the some of the most beautiful things mm. or most um, meaningful inventions or creations mm. happen by by fluke mm. by just yeah trying to solve another problem and then and then you actually yeah come up with something else amazing so you make the shadow spheres yep. what mm. other sort of um artwork do you make for mm. landscapes um well i've got i suppose i've got a, like a lit up series mm-hmm. as well as a, mm. an unlit series really depending on you know what the client may want. I've made also quite a lot of uh, abstract animals, like yes. life-size animals. Because that's what I know you from, um, Matt, is you've got some very iconic kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, I've got quite... They're I think cropped I've, up all over the place. Yeah, I've got... Uh, I think I've got maybe five or six kangaroos in that series. Mm. Um, you know, standing, eating, laying. Ooh. And they're powerful, big, big kangaroos. Yeah, yep. yeah. So the the... The tall kangaroo Rufus, he's uh, 1.6 high. Wow. They're, they're, they've all got nicknames. They yep. do. Um, they need them. Yeah. yeah. You spend yeah. a lot of time with them, mate, creating yeah. them. So. <laughs> and yeah. Rufus looks as if you met him on a bushwalk. He's huge. It's funny. Yeah. I, after making Rufus, I went down to Bushrangers Bay just to yep. just go for a walk. And mm. as I was almost back to the car park, there was this kangaroo. It was almost like I'd taken the photo, gone back in time or gone in the future wow. taking the photo. And the kangaroo was looking at me as if to say, are you on my track? Or <laughs> you have to pay me a commission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the ears. So, I mean, when you look at Rufus, um, like the, the kangaroo ears are like, they're never, like, they're never made in mirror. Like they're no. not, you know, not ever identical on each side. Yeah. So mm. Like eyebrows. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Never noticed. <laughs> yep. Now, now you're looking at my face like, oh, yeah, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, you point it out. Mm. But Rufus, I mean, the, the, the animal series are quite interesting because um, they're made out of like geometric shapes sort of welded together, almost like a pixelated because you design yeah. it in CAD, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's... Okay, for, mm. the, for the non-graphic designer Designers. art people here, <laughs> what is CAD? Well, CAD to me is like it's the industry standard of architectural drafting. I mean, right. plumbers, mm. electricians, carpenters, builders, like everyone uses it. It's quite uh, apparently quite primitive. AutoCAD, yeah. 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 Mm. But, I mean, that that's I use that software for my lands, or my lighting type of things. Yes. But yeah. then I use another software, uh, 3ds Max, for the, the animals. And that software is used for basically designing bedrooms or hotels or foyers right. that haven't been mm. built. It's like a really like a, like a photorealistic yeah. images. Yeah. 
but it's called a polygon count. So the higher the polygon, the more detail you're, mm. you're creating. Whereas with what I'm doing, it's the less detail, the yep. bigger the polygon, mm. um, well, the less work. Yeah. Which, which, <laughs> but still, still you know, a lot of work. Still a thousand yeah. pieces. Yeah, but, but I see you very unique sort of shape um, sculpture, really, because, mm. yeah, you do have these very interesting. Um, um, is it core 10 that you use, that yeah, rusted colour? Yeah, yeah, so all of the animals are made from 1.6 mil core 10. Mm. So, I mean, it's kind of a little bit deceiving. They look heavy, but they're, they're not. I mean, most, mm. of the, most of the kangaroos are like a one-man lift. Really? Because yeah. yeah. the, they, they, look, look, they look so heavy. Yeah. And that's that's what I love about them is like they look like great big kangaroos. You've met on a bushwalk and they're huge and yeah, they're going to knock you yeah. over if you do the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so made from core 10. And once it's, once it's finished, I get it sandblasted mm. uh, locally in, in Bonio. And then oh, I just spray it with vinegar. Like, with vinegar? Yeah. Mm. Okay. $2 of... Uh, and does that start the oxidisation process? It does process? it within half an hour. It's amazing. Wow. I used mm. to use acid on it. but And that, that sort of takes like three weeks. Yeah. But now with the... Uh, vinegar. You get the vinegar from just out of your... Yeah, Home brand, a dollar yeah. a litre. <laughs> ah, fabulous. And so, yeah, because they have this beautiful rusted... Mm. rusted look yeah mm. yeah and it, it's worked out really well for me because i mean c- because kangaroos are that color so they it's, are. it's not like i'm trying to make oh what's an example you know, mm. like, <laughs> like a galah a yellow galah <laughs> yeah it kind of comes <laughs> yeah. out looking uh red you know oxidized mm. so um yeah the kangaroos work mm. so well with that as well as i've done quite a few african series um mm. elephants mm. hippos rhinos so that would work well with that mm. as well. yeah yeah and that works pretty well and i mean the core is such an amazing product so over time uh, the the product gets darker and darker and then mm. if, if it's out in the rain it goes dark if it's out in the sun it goes light it's um mm. so you kind of want it it's made for the elements it mm. is, so it's it made is. to be out outdoors what about the shadow spheres do mm. they use that same material or do they no i believe you can only get caught in up to three uh, millimeters and all of my bigger landscape lighting pieces are made from five and ten mil mild steel so that's where i do spray them with acid to create that rusted appearance i think maybe over time i mean probably not in our lifetime they Mm. will sort of break down but Mm. um yeah it'll happen yeah very very slowly and is there a certain okay so that you make it in this sphere shape is what's the process of actually so you put a light in it but what's yep. the process when you create it of being able to make those beautiful shadow rings hmm. uh well i suppose the, i mean the sculpture itself um going back to my carpentry days I like the way they fit together so i i sort of go back to my yeah, carpentry days and everything fits together in like mortise and tenon almost like a like a male female joint um, and that way the whole thing is 100 percent assembled mm-hmm. uh without any worlds then you know once it's assembled because i do it all by myself so i sort of try and you know make jigs and mm-hmm. put packers and spaces in and then whatnot and then yeah, try and get my hand in and mm. roll these things together. Fantastic. So, mm. Yeah, that's, it's been, been mm. really good. Well, when we come back from the break, we are going to explore Matt's designs a bit further, but we're going to drill down and get quite practical mm. around how we can actually bring this beautiful, these, these beautiful pieces into our garden mm. and, and integrate them. So we're going to look at, all right, mm. what sort of gardens will they suit? We're going mm. to talk about what sort of plants you should have around, like how to design your garden ar- mm. around your sculpture. What does Rufus require? Yeah, what does Rufus or a beautiful shadow sphere <laughs> require? <laughs> I don't know. What do kangaroos eat? I don't know. Lots of grass. Lots of grass. Ah. <laughs> so you'd, you'd need a bit of grass around it, but we'll explore that further after the break. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on RPPFM. Take me home tonight. I just want. 
Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, everyone. We have Matt Hill tonight, who is one of the Peninsula's most talented sculptors. Yes. Because he has, he has some very <laughs> iconic um, sculptures. And if you are down here in um, over summer, you will definitely see, um, is it Rufus? Yep. 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 Rufus, so yes. the biggest kangaroo, he's in a window in um, Sorrento, but... It's kind of interesting, these sculptures, when you see them, you don't forget them (laughs) because just because they're very iconic, they're very big, they're of the core 10, they're this really 3D nature and they're made up of like um, um, triangles or what do you call them, polygons? polygons, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they sort of look like this sort of 3D animated sort of look to them. So you'll notice it when you see it. Oh, that's a Matt Hill. I know that one. Um, So you've actually – so we, we know Rufus already. Who else is there in your series that we could so, name? Yeah, what's the they names? Name names. names. They all do have names. Mm-hmm. Um, the name comes afterwards. So yeah, so we've got Rufus, the standing room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is the eating room, which is called downward facing dog. <laughs> uh, the, the yoga move, which yep. not not everybody gets. No. Uh, the, the lounging <laughs> Quite room. Quite obvious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, not everyone's doing into yoga. yoga. Down the yeah, peninsula, yeah. we are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so then I've got the lounging room or laying room. Uh, I've yep. given that one the nickname of Jack Thompson, um, named after the 1973 Cleo Centerfold. <laughs> yeah. So if you you know if you're old enough to, mm. rem- I'm almost old enough to remember well I do remember Cleo and Cosmo used to have sealed sections in the middle like literally sealed and you would open them up and there would be a bloke something a bit exciting yeah something a bit some bloke (laughs) doing something exciting (laughs) and the most infamous one is that Jack Thompson centrefold isn't it lying on his side I think that was the first (laughs) male centrefold Oh, is that yeah. right? Is it? Oh, I, I think that's what, yeah, what the history behind it is. Yep. Well, that's so. That's why it's so iconic. Yeah, and yeah. now we have a kangaroo version. Yeah. Yep. So tell us a little bit more about. Um, so you would have seen your sculptures in so many different amazing landscapes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Tell me what really works. It's. I'm really fortunate that. A lot of the things, like a lot of my abstract pieces can work anywhere, mm. whether it be a tiny courtyard. Like I, I had one of my spheres in a courtyard in uh, Brighton. Mm. It was it was bottom lit, so the shadows were supposed to sort of throw up on the wall. And I said to the client, I said, look, I don't really know what this is going to do because it was so, such a tight space. Mm. And he sent me about six photos that night mm. with like a, such an awesome message. He was so bewildered. Mm. And, so the, and the shadows sort of hit the glass and came into his house, like into the hallway. Oh, wow. And even I was blown away. I thought, oh, I think I'm onto this one as well. Yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll run with this one. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, you know, I worked really well on a tight concrete courtyard with tight yep. walls. I mean, with, with oh, the... See, you wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking, you know... Needs big space. Big spaces, which we have a lot a lot mm. of large on blocks here yeah. on the peninsula, but it works in small spaces. Yeah. And that, that actually makes mm. sense. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was my standard sphere, so it was four foot high in, a, mm. in quite a tight courtyard. We got mm. it craned in there. And, yeah, like I said, I didn't really know what to expect. And then, yeah, after wow. seeing it, I thought, well, you know, these can go anywhere. Another one getting craned into a job in Brighton later this year. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you can put them on a, like, either gravel, uh, concrete, well, yeah, concrete um, and grass, like ideally mm. grass. But the, the trouble is if you put the sculpture on grass, the shadows or the light becomes muffled. Yeah, mm. so whereas if you have it on a concrete or a hard surface, mm. the, yeah. the shadow or the light is very, very sharp. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, that kind of makes sense, doesn't does it? Doesn't it? It's, yeah. it's almost like um, in the studio here, we've got the mm. soundproof foam and it mm. absorbs the sound. But if you've got all hard edges, mm. the, yeah. the sound waves are bounce, 
bouncing off. Mm. So, yeah. yeah mm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So the yeah. So shadow sphere. What about the um, roos? Where do they go? Oh, they they mm. can go anywhere. I've, mm. I've had them in like tight spaces, like mm. oh, especially with Rufus, the the expression he has on his face mm. is sort of. You know, you could have him outside your, your kitchen window or lounge room window. And <laughs> you he, notice he, that? He's, he's yeah. Oh, that's funny, Ella. I love it, Rufus. Yeah. But you'd, you'd, you'd have a second look, you know, wouldn't yeah, you? Like, like, what, what, oh, well, yeah. I, I always always tell my clients that, you know, if you put this in your garden, anywhere in your garden, and mm. don't tell your friends or family, just mm. let it be, and then watch them look at the kangaroo. Like, yeah. and, and so my phrase is, um, you know, if if – Anyone does the double take, then I've done my job because it's a bit primeval, that isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like this great big whoop. Yeah, so I would, I would really love to see somebody like look at a have a stare off with a kangaroo <laughs> to realize, oh, hang on a second, that's not real. <laughs> so, Is Matt Hill up to mischief? <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, so I mean, I've done a lot of, like I said, a lot of African stuff, um, yeah. life size elephants and whatnot. And mm. uh, again, if you've got the right, if you've got a, a big property, mm. to have that at the, the fence line at the back, mm. um, that would be, yeah, quite amazing yeah, to see really the expression cool. of friends. I think, oh my God. I yeah. Go in the backyard. Now we had elephants here. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, Matt, we're going to ask you a question that we ask all our guests. It's our signature question. Yep. It is What does the term dream home mean to you? I think to me, I mean, living on the Mornington Peninsula is paradise. So, mm. you know, living so close to the beach, the front beach and the back beach. Um, and I'm actually um, renovating or building my house at the moment. Are you? Yeah. yeah. So, nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, the dream home is, what would it be? Like, I mean, I'd love a, like a veggie patch, green mm. grass. Mm. Um, yeah, good sort of. You know, timber fence, and I, I think over, over my years I've built a lot of lot of crazy homes. So it's mm. it's great mm. now to be able to do it for myself. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, I suppose it's a, a small small sort of block, mm. but to be able to yeah do the things I want there. I mean, mm. you know, a surfboard rack, a rack yeah. on wetsuits, you know, <laughs> yeah, surfboard. You have all the seasons, you know, all the sports sort of tucked away mm. in their boxes. Yep. Um, and I've got, and I'm really lucky. I've got some amazing neighbours over the road, and um, yeah, so the holiday people that come down. Yep. Good cooks and hospitable people and, yeah, put up with a bit of uh, grinding noise in the background. <laughs> do you, do cool. you have one of your roos in the front yard? I've got the yeah, revolving door. Like, yep. I, I can't keep up with fabrication. So when mm. I'm – I'll have something. I mean, there's something in, in the trailer at the moment. I've got uh, Jack Thompson getting ready to get sandblasted. Mm. So that's Is it – What's that, Jack Not Thompson? Here. Oh, yeah, no. the line down. Oh, I was yeah, going to yeah, say, yeah. we'll have to run out oh, I know the front and have fun. a look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I, it's funny, I'll, I'll see somebody in the street and they'll be like, you know, mm. I've, been, I've heard about you. I've heard I've got to drive past your house and see, mm. see what you've got yeah. there. I've got one of my pieces at the St. Andrews Brewery. I've got a, a yeah, three-metre bear out there at the moment. A three-metre bear? Wow. It's huge. Wow. Yeah, that, one's, uh, that one plus three cubs are going to a, um, like a sculpture park in Japan. Oh, how cool is that? That's yeah. really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think uh, like a friend said to me that bears don't have three cubs; they only have two. Is that uh, right? I'm not sure. I just, oh. just you can give you can give the third one to me if you like. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like I said, well, I mean, I did the McDonald's upsell. I mm. Just you know, sent him a picture of the three, and that's what he wanted. So that's mm. what I sold him. Fantastic, <laughs> so, good on yeah, you, smart. One adopted Should've baby. Done five. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's been really good. So, um, if we want to find you, what's the best way? Best way, um, yeah, my website, which is 
um, yeah, matthillprojects.com mm-hmm. um, and my Facebook and my Instagram are just Matt Hill Projects. Matt Hill Projects, yeah, yeah. I would definitely recommend checking him out on Instagram yes. because um, you seem to post your stuff there before anywhere else, don't you? Yeah, I, I use yep. Instagram more than anything else. Yep, and absolutely. And more photos on, on And Matt's Instagram. got a really good sense of humour. Even if you're not in the market for a sculpture, um, his sculptures, yeah, are quite interesting and really worth checking out. So Matt Hill Projects on Instagram. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, really yeah. to be here. Thanks a lot. It was a lot of fun. Oh, really yeah. appreciate yep. it. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we are going to catch up with Carl for our finance segment and then the Property Geek Out with Tara. Yay. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on FM. Take me home tonight. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. We are heading into the Property Geek Out segment with Tara. Tara. Get your geek on. (laughs) What have you got for us tonight? Well, you know what? I think I should talk about the elephant in the room that everyone's talking about right now, and that is what What? the... um, Oh, no, nothing too bad, Joe. Well, Joe's having a panic attack here. <laughs> the, the sculptural elephant? No, not room? the sculptural. No. Everyone's talking about the property market, what's happening closer to the city, how it's softening. Oh, yeah, we were and, talking about that earlier. Yeah, and how is that affecting us down here on the peninsula? Mm. Um, a lot of people are quite concerned. Yes. Um, it is a worrying thing, isn't it? You know, it's it's, it's a trend that's happening across um, Sydney as well. Yeah. Um, so... It's kind of interesting. So the property market at the moment, um, things are still selling and they're still selling really well and they mm. really haven't gone backwards mm. here on the peninsula. Um, they haven't been going up either, mm-hmm. okay, and we don't have as many buyers. We definitely don't have a lot of the city buyers we had only six months ago. Yes. Um, but there's still plenty of buyers out there yeah. and it, they're still selling, so um, it's really it's it's really nothing to get panicked about just yet. Oh well, that that's no. that's really relieving yes. to hear. So if you're in a situation where you want to put your house on the market right now, it now is as good a time as any. There's no mad rush. Um, so there is no mad rush. So no. if someone's thinking, oh gosh, I'd like to sell my house, mm. but maybe not for another six to twelve months. Mm. Is that okay or Look, or should they panic and go, oh, my gosh, I want to sell it in six to 12 months, but I need to do it right now or else some- – Yeah. I mean, you, it's hard you, you to know. No one can ball, no one can you? read into the the future. Yeah. But look, if you're in a situation where your house is just about to hit the market, please do that, knowing with with a positive mindset, because there's really nothing to worry about. There's plenty of people out there who want to buy property. Well, there are, <laughs> yeah, especially in a place like where we live. Yeah. I think you do have to be a lot more um, considered with offers. You can't be complacent as you once were, and right. and sort of think that there'll be many, many, many ones. Okay. There might only be a couple. On yes. the table, but they're still good realistic offers, generally speaking. Well, it just takes one good one, doesn't it? Just, well, it only takes one. Yeah. Yeah. You can't sell it to more than one person. No, you can't. Well, <laughs> well that's the thing. You can't, can you? Yes. There's always two sides to every market. Mm. Um, now is a better time to be buying as well than it mm. was only six months ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're in this position where you're selling your home, you're probably going to have to buy a home as well. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it's, it's sort of it affects you on both sides of the yeah exchange. So yeah, that, that's mm, it's true. a good time to upgrade. To be honest, I've always made my personally made my best purchases in a slightly softening market. Is that right? I really have. Yeah, yep. I've made the best ones there. Very good. Mm. And you can always 
increase your chances of having a successful sale by just doing all those one percenters that you've you've spoken about on the show before like getting someone into style it getting the right agent who can negotiate absolutely absolutely present it to market well and you'll have people fighting for it yeah Mm, you'll get that emotion happening Love it. Mm. Now, Tara, if people want to chat with you about real estate. About real estate. We know that you've got your group. I do. uh, Building Dreams Mornington Peninsula. That's on Facebook. There's about 3,000 like-minded people (laughs) in there that (laughs) that love to chat. So people can just find you, find that group there on Facebook Mm. and request to join and you'll add them. Absolutely. As long as you're local, you are are absolutely welcome to join. (laughs) Um, But if you want want to chat real estate with Mm. me, um, you can find me at Janice Dunn Estate Agents. We're in Frankston South, just near Oliver's Hill. So Janice Dunn Estate Agents. Um, You can find us on Instagram. Instagram, you can find us on Facebook, you can just Google us, Janice Dunn <laughs> State Agents, and I am there. So I'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tara. And when we come back from the break, we will chat with Carl for the finance segment. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on RPPFM. Take me home tonight. I just want to show. Welcome back, everybody. We are on the Dream Home Movement and we have a very important part of the night, which is the finance section with Carl. How are you going, Carl? Oh, hello. Good evening. How are we? Very, very, very good. <laughs> so you have something really practical and useful to tell us about tonight, and that is how to figure out our stamp duty obligation when we purchase something. Yeah, look. Thank you for the question. Now, stamp duty, uh, you can calculate that. We've, we've got a number of tools or, and, and resources where you could figure out how much stamp duty to um, to calculate or factor in with your purchase. Mm. I guess the most practical um, website to go to is probably at our website at violetterfinance.com.au. We've got a stamp duty calculator there. Yep. What stamp duty is, it's basically a, a government fee uh, for transferring over the title of the property that you purchase, it's usually a um, a percentage of the purchase price of the property. Mm-hmm. When you're buying established property, um, it's a lot more expensive versus buying vacant land. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my opinion, I mean, stamp duty is very expensive. It is, um, it's significantly yeah. expensive, isn't it? We're not talking uh, about a couple of thousand. We're call, talking no. about tens and tens and tens of thousands. Oh, Sometimes yeah. even a hundred thousand if it's a really big one. Mm. Exactly, mm. and and I really applaud the the current local government, the state government, for abolishing stamp duty for first home buyers that are buying yeah. properties under six hundred thousand. I know that's really I mean, that's, unfair. Uh, that's a really for them to yeah, have to that's deal a really with good that. idea. That's in here in Victoria, isn't pay. it? Yeah, in Victoria. Mm. Yeah, yeah, in Victoria, correct. Mm. So in the, in the past, you used to just pay half. So you get a fifty percent discount. It's just still a but, lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, which is still a lot, but it was a it was a help. But right now, it's yeah, it's it's uh, not payable. And I think they've got a cut off uh, twenty twenty two two thousand two thousand mm-hmm. and twenty twenty two. Very good. So when they'll review that. Mm. So Carl, I'm here at the Violetta um, website, violettafinance.com.au. I'm looking at your stamp duty calculator, and it's mm-hmm. pretty straightforward. I, I pick the state that I'm in. Um, yep. I put in the property value. Yep. I say whether I'm a first home buyer. I say um, if I'm established, buying an established property, a brand new Correct. one, or vacant land. 
Um, am I an eligible pensioner? What my total um, income of all purchases is? Um, mm-hmm. The number of dependent children I have? And it then gives me the stamp duty on the property, um, a mm-hmm. mortgage res- reg- registration fee as well, yep. and a transfer fee as well. Yeah, so the land and mortgage registration fee, you know, are minimal cost compared to the actual stamp duty yep. that's payable. So absolutely, um, it, it, the website kind of gives you a really good breakdown and an understanding of what you'd be up for in terms of fees. Yeah, it's really important for you know people that are upgrading. Yeah, and when they're sort of factoring in, like you know, how much their real overall cost of moving, cost. Yeah, yeah, real cost of moving, yeah, absolutely, Correct. yeah. Do you do a renovation or do you move? Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point, Carl. So yeah. look, I wouldn't be leaving this um, to later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be doing this now if you're looking to purchase in this um, particular over over um, what's left of spring and summer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so go out there knowing what you're going to be likely to, um, what your obligation will likely to be, be. yeah. Yeah, that's you right. you a nasty and shock and realise you can't afford it. Yeah. That's right. And look, if you don't understand, if you don't know, just yeah. reach out to us and, you know, we will definitely try and um, answer any of your inquiries. And if we can't answer them, then we'll put you to the, the right direction in terms of people and professionals that be able to help you. Fantastic, Carl. And if I do want to find you, how do I find you? Oh, look, the best way to get in contact with me was uh, is through uh, my mobile, which is 0424 849034, or um, sending me an email. It's uh, Carl with a C yep. at violetterfinance.com.au. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Carl. No problems, guys. I'll Thanks s- for having me on. I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Wow. Hmm. Stamp duty. Boo. <laughs> You'll take the good with the bad. Yeah, that that's true. But I suppose it's, it is good to just know oh, what what you're going to be up for. Absolutely. You need to go, I mean, the, the, we're talking about big purchases here and you need to know what what yeah. your what your obligation's going to be. So, yeah. yeah. And I'd love it if they would like give you some like a, something physical for it, like mm. some, like even just some stamps. Oh, look, I, I'd like one of Matt's sculptures. That would really do. Me. Yeah, I'd be happy. <laughs> I'd be like ha- get a sculpture out of it. <laughs> I'd be happy with that, or just like a certificate, or a book of s- collectible stamps, or just. I don't know. I don't know anything. A hamper, a gift hamper. Just some, some things. Something. It feels like you're just giving them money for it. I, it I, is. It's I, tax. But, yeah, you know, there's so is. many taxes, I know, isn't there, really, in life? Oh, well, it's one of those things. Well, that was a really fun show, wasn't that it? That was. Matt was just, he yes, was a he's a really of... um, dinky-dye Australian character, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm going to add to my sort of, you know, how you have like a goals list or whatever, yeah. that I know I've made it yes. when I, or not even, you know, I, to my goals list. I yeah. know you, that to get one of his sculptures. I think so. Actually, I've found one for us, Joe. There's like two together. So yeah. I can be one and you can be the other. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Are they bears or kangaroos? No, two kangaroos. One's lying oh. down. One's, one's, I think I'm the lying down one. Really. You're the Jack Thompson <laughs> one. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's obviously wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. 
guy's the roof. Is she standing up? She's got it under control. Oh, you've got it under control too. I do, I do. Hey, I want to give a shout out. Now, I haven't told mm. you this yet. Oh, gosh, You're going to get a bit now? of a surprise. To our number one listening suburb or city yes. for this week, or listening to the podcast version of the show, yeah. is Perth. Perth, Western Australia. Hey, guys, I'm from Perth. Yeah. How are you? How cool is that? Wow. So thank you for tuning in and supporting a, fe- a fellow Western Australian. Australian. Yeah, I made it. I got it. I'm here in Victoria now. There's hope. <laughs> oh, I bet it's lovely over there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and we look forward to chatting with you again next week. If you've missed any of the shows or you want to listen to, listen to any of them again, you can always find our podcast over at Apple, mm. um, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast, it's Dream Home Movement. And hey, if you enjoy it, why not leave us a beautiful review mm. and subscribe so you never miss one of the podcast episodes. And even if you don't enjoy it, just give us a good review. <laughs> <laughs> You're cheeky. Yeah. Well, thanks again for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Bye.